There once was a show called The Outcast, which was worse than your average podcast. The host oft would offend with his imaginary friend and make his few listeners switch it off fast. You turned me on. <laughs> I got out to my car. I had intended to go to the city with my nephews last night and then they chose to go ice fishing instead of going with me. And so my water container was still here in the car overnight. And I just got out to the car and it's frozen solid. <laughs> I was trying to drink some, but you can't because it's frozen solid. That's really funny. I changed all my plans yesterday so that we could go to the city together. My sister called or texted said the, the boys are on their way back, and so I came home early, and they just changed their minds. I guess I need to uh, grow up, huh? That that sort of thing is going to happen as children become more independent and grown up and doing stuff with their uncle is lamer and lamer. Speaking of lamer, this is Rish Outfield, and you're listening to the Rish Outcast, and I'm driving through the snow, I was going to say this morning, but it's 12.07, so it's this afternoon. Usually I leave fairly early uh, in the morning. Well, early for me. I'll leave at like 10.45 or 11. And, oh, wow, I skidded just then. I need to uh, pay attention to what I'm doing and not on podcasting. But uh, I don't think I'm going to drive quite as far as I had planned. I am going to just make a quick trip over to the store. I think I'll stop at Walgreens and I will take you with me. So this is the first episode that I am recording in 2021. And it is a new year and new years come with all sorts of expectations. And oh, wow, you know, I was going to do an episode for a story but I didn't end up recording the story last night. I got it all ready. I got it formatted, you know, to put up on Amazon. Amazon has a very specific formatting that they like. And I, did, I never follow it, but I just have a template for the stories that I'm putting on Amazon, how the title page will look uh, about the author and stuff like that. And uh, that's what I upload to Amazon. Nobody's ever called me on it, but having never read any of my own stuff, on a Kindle or on a phone. I don't know how bad it looks. Probably pretty bad. Anyway, I got this ready to go and I was going to record and I don't know why I didn't do it. Except for it just seemed like it was too much effort. It was already past one. I think it, you know, it was one something in the morning. And I thought, ah, do I want to set up my microphone? And I didn't. So yeah, there's probably no point in me sharing this episode about that story when the story is not fresh in my mind instead maybe i should do a new year's kind of thing last year around this time i set some goals for myself for 2020. okay i guess this will be the last time that i say it plague year 2020 and it was an episode called 20 goals for 2020 and i suppose i owe you a follow-up to tell you of all the things that I failed on there. Oh, there's a snowplow backing up in front of me. I'm going to uh, choose not to hit him. 
But I owe you that. I owe you a follow-up and then an episode in which I present maybe 21 goals for 2021 or 20 goals for 2021 or, or three. How about three? Let's see. Um, actually fulfill one of the goals that I failed in in 2020. Um, soil myself less frequently than I had planned to. And no carbs for at least the time that I'm asleep. Anyhow, uh, yeah, my heart isn't in it. Plus, I needed to have sat down and written out a list of goals. So I guess some of this will be an outtake. I'm going to push stop, and I will talk to you at another time. Sorry. You turn me on. You lift me up. And like the sweetest cup I'd share with you, you lift me up. Don't you ever stop. I'm here with you. Simple Minds. Hey there, folks. This is Rish Outfield, and this is the Rish Outcast. This episode has been a few days in coming. I've been cognizant that December was running out, and I needed to do a New Year's episode where I talked about my goals for the previous year and set goals for the new year, and I just kept not doing it. And now it's January. And it's not the first of January either. It's been January for a while and I just don't do it. Part of it was fear. Fear that if I had to look at myself, I would not like what I saw. Despite however many words I've written in the year, and it's a lot, despite the exercise that I've gotten in the year, and it's a lot, despite the emotions that I've felt and the things that I have achieved and the places that I've gone, despite a world that's locked down in places you can't go. 2020 is one of those years that people will always remember. And I don't know why. I just didn't want to share that with you. I didn't want to talk to you about it. I didn't want to look at myself. And you you understand. You, you, you've seen me on my storage unit serenades. It can be hard to look at that guy. But last year, I did an episode where I looked at 2020, and I set some goals, and I said, this is what I'm going to try to do in 2020. And I picked a Gaslight Anthem song. What was it? Oh, it's on the tip of my brain. I came to get hurt. You might as well do your worst for me. I don't know why, but I just really enjoyed that, uh, having that little song interstitial in between each goal. And so I decided to do a song this year, and I went for a jog, as I do almost every single day, and this was two days ago. Simple Minds Alive and Kicking came on, and I was reminded that when I went on my very first jog of 2020, which was on the 31st of January... Alive and Kicking came on the radio. I was listening to my dad's old radio headset. It wasn't a Walkman. It was just a radio thing that he had picked up at a... I, I have no idea where he picked it up. When I was a kid and when he died and we were cleaning out the house, uh, I, I found it and I turned it on and it still worked. And I listened to it while I was cleaning the house and 
here we were in 2020 and I put it on and I was just feeling so motivated and so filled to the brim with emotion that I was willing to go for a run in January. And I made it three blocks, I think. It was hard. It was January. I was fat. I hadn't gone running in a long, long time. But that song played and I came back with a determination to start living my best life, making changes, trying to do better. And so the next day, February 1st, I wrote and I said, I'm going to write every single day starting today. And I'm going to blog every single day starting today. Well, starting the day before and write down how many words that I have written. And I continued that all the way through February, all the way through March. April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. And now we're in January and today may be the day that I stop. But before I do, I wanted to look back on that year. And so I chose Alive and Kicking to be my little interstitial music thing. And it'll be fun for me. I mean, for you, it's, it's going to be miserable. I got to warn you. Turn it off now. Yeah, there you go. But I'm going to look at the, the, the goals that I set, and I know I didn't achieve all of them. A couple of them have just come to mind without even looking at the list of goals. And I know that I didn't achieve it, but I achieved some of them. And I am determined to achieve new ones in the new year. And that's what this episode is going to be about. And I hope that you get something out of this. I don't, yeah, just, just one more aside before we go into this. I don't know how other people feel about the things that I say, about the jokes that I tell, about the voices that I do. I know that people like my narrations, my performances. Uh, on Christmas Eve, I recorded myself doing three pages of A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, where I did Marley and Scrooge having their conversation. Basically, the uh, you were always a good man of business, Jacob business. Mankind was my business. That scene. And I got a lot of compliments about it. I, I didn't end up putting it out there until Christmas afternoon because the program crashed while I was saving it. And then I had to start over again. And I just didn't want to. Once it's Christmas day, I'm just like, ah. but I had already recorded it. Why not? Uh, but people seemed to like that. And that makes me happy. That pleases me. Big Anklevich and I were going to, oh, you know what? That will be a goal. For 2021. I don't have enough time to record this thing, but I'm going to. Okay, I wrote it down as one of my goals. You'll hear about that later. But Big and I were going to do a video narration together where we're just going to go through with no cuts. Although I think Big said he volunteered to edit it. And what he was going to do was just back and forth me and then big and then me and then big depending on who was talking and i think he has the capability of putting both of us on the screen at the same time with a line through it that's not something that i am able to do and we didn't do it but i feel like people appreciate that they appreciate the performances that's something that i do very very well and i, I and I'm, I, I'm passionate about it i enjoy doing that a lot and that's part of why i wanted to have a podcast that's part of why i wanted to be a, an actor or a writer or a 
performer in some ways. It just is something that I really enjoy doing. And when you enjoy doing something to the point that you do it over and over and over and over again, you can't help but get good at it. And so hopefully people like what I do. People like my voice, but I, 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 I don't really understand how it works. The things that I say that you respond to and the things that you don't respond to. Most of the time, what I'm talking about is my writing projects and Star Wars, movies, Marvel. But, you know, there have been times that I've been tempted to sit down and talk about, like, dates that I went on that didn't go well. And uh, today, while I was running, I thought about that I went out with a girl in Los Angeles, and she had been a contestant on one of those reality shows, the competition reality shows. It was on CBS. And people were always asking her about it. And I didn't care. And I don't know if that pleased her or upset her, but I just didn't care. You know, she says, people will always ask me about that. And I'm not allowed to talk about it. People ask how I did. People ask if it was hard. People ask if I won. And I'm not allowed to talk about it until it, though all those episodes have aired. And uh, I was just like, that, okay, that's fine. I don't know why I... There must have been something, something that set that off in my mind. And we only went out the one time. I wasn't particularly interested in her. And I, I guess she was not interested in me. I guess. Come on, kid. But I, these are things that I don't talk about. The feelings, the romantic feelings that I have, the inspiration that I get of being around people that I like, I admire, that I'm attracted to or whatever, a lot of that goes into my writing. For, for example, I finished another Lara and the Witch story on New Year's Eve. And both Lara Deming and Victoria Holcomb are named after people, women, that I encountered or that I knew when I wrote that first story. And it's weird because I haven't seen either of them in years. And, and the, the Deming woman, I can't even remember what her first name was. It's been 10 years since I've seen her, but I liked her. She was kind to me. And so I named the protagonist in this short story that I wrote after her. But here we are in 2021 and Lara Deming still exists in my mind and in my heart, and she's a character that I would enjoy writing about for years to come. We've talked about this. If somebody did that to, for me, if somebody named a character after me, they were inspired by me. You know what? I, I did have a writer friend who had a character that was inspired in certain aspects by me, and it was immensely flattering. It was immensely impressive. But not everybody is that way. It, it, it doesn't mean things to everybody like it does to me. And that's okay. People are different. And, and not everybody enjoys the same thing. You know, art. Bernie Taupin wrote uh, the majority of Elton John's hit songs with, with Elton. And, and he wrote this song called Tiny Dancer that everybody knows about a seamstress that came on tour with Elton John's band and he fell in love with her. And that song is going to live forever. I, oh my gosh, I love that song. I'm, I'm emotional just thinking about it. 
so so he wrote this song about her name was Maxine something, and he married her. Bernie Taupin married her. This was in 1970, 1971, and he married her, and she will always have this song, or he will always have this song to commemorate how he felt about her. But eventually their relationship fell apart, and they stopped loving one another, and they stopped being together, and he ended up writing another song called I Feel Like a Bullet in the Gun of Robert Ford. And my dad would tell you that Robert Ford was the coward that shot Jesse James in the back. Uh, he, he's told me that before. Those, those were his exact words. He was a coward, he said. What, what did he say? Jesse James was hanging a clock or hanging a picture, and, and Robert Ford shot him in the back. My dad told me that. And Bernie Taupin wrote this song about the feelings that they used to have for each other being so pure and good and now just sickening. And when they were together, they were enemies. I'm low as a paid assassin is. You know, I'm cold as a hired sword. Um, anyway, he wrote this one song of optimism and new appreciation for beauty. And then this song about people becoming enemies for the same, uh, uh, dude, uh, maybe I shouldn't be recording this. Again, I don't know what you enjoy listening to when I talk. I don't know, I don't know what kinds of things you enjoy me talking about. But because this is our year in review and look ahead at a new year episode, I'm going to lay it on the table. I'm going to be more blunt than I usually am. And like I said, and I was joking a couple of minutes ago when I said, turn it off. But having said that, having said, turn it off. Yeah, if, if you don't want to know about my life and my feelings and my worries and my pride and that sort of thing, you don't have to listen to this episode. You can just listen to the... Here's a, here's a, a hint. I've never told anybody this, but when... When an episode of The Rich Outcast has a story presentation in it, I have the title of the episode in black on the cover. And when it does not have the story presentation in it, I have it be a different color. I have black be the shadow of the title. So there you go. If you don't want to hear me talking about The Cabin, you don't want to hear me talking about what few friends I have left or, you know, falling in love with someone who could never fall in love, never feel anything, maybe revulsion, I don't know, toward me, then you can skip this and just pick up those episodes with the black text. But I got to tell you, even those black text episodes are going to have feelings and they're going to have you know, this was inspired by this thing that happened to me, or this line was actually because of some, you know, something that someone said to me. That's what my show is. It is me putting it on the table and ta do with it as you will. Uh, <laughs> what you going to do when things go wrong? What you going to do when it all cracks up? Okay. I've got the list in front of me, and there were only 12. I thought it was 20 goals for 2020, but it was only 12. Uh, number one, publish The Calling Reunion. Yeah, I did. That uh, was difficult because it 
it, it, you know, my own audiobooks end up being very, very complicated, and it, they just get more and more so. They take longer and longer with each passing one. Like I just heard my mouth make a little noise as I said longer, and if it were an audiobook, I would go into that word longer, I would look at the waveform and find where that little click was, and I would remove it. And then I would listen to see if it sounded natural or not. And if it didn't, then I'd have to undo and keep doing it until it sounds natural. Think of that. Think of hundreds of those in an audiobook. I'm unwell, folks. There would be an engineer, if I were a real audiobook narrator, whose job it would be to do that. And I would have multiple books. Not quite what Renee Chambliss has. Because my voice isn't quite as marketable as her, but I would have a ton. Ah. Oh, okay, so that's one. Good, I got that published. The Calling Reunion is the second in what's supposed to be a trilogy. And uh, the third one I did write a couple of pages on in 2020, but yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not forthcoming for a while. Number two, do a Doonstief Patreon with Big Anklevich. I, I've been over this. That's not something that I accomplished in 2020. And at about April or May of the year, I realized that I was not going to do it, that it was not going to happen. We did end up running a few stories in 2020, especially there at the end of the year. And I'm proud of that, but it's not enough of a priority. It's not enough of a thing that we do regularly that it's worth it to pursue as of this time. Sorry if things could change in the future. You never know. Number three, put out Tales of eBay Horror episodes. No, I didn't put out a single one. I did check just in case, and the last one that I put out was in 2019. Uh, there are two that I could put out. One of them is completely edited, and the other one I just recently found the audio for. But it, again, that's not something that's a priority for me either. It, they just take so long, and I don't enjoy them enough to care. Well, shoot, maybe I should make that a goal for 2021. Yeah, so there's another no. I, I think we are one for two. One for three at this point. No, no. Number four, finish Balms and Sears novella. No, I didn't. Honestly, I don't think I worked on Balms and Sears in 2020. I could have. I was writing every single day. It's a story that I, I like a lot and I would love to put out there and I think people would like it, but I, I, I didn't do it. And part of it is just, it's so daunting I've only got a tiny bit left in the story, but I would have to go through and like read what led up to it, get in the characters' heads and try and figure out where I was going to go. I'm sorry. Yeah. Number five, publish either A Sidekick to Miracles or You're in Good Hands. So You're in Good Hands, the second in the Lara and the Witch series, is out there both in audio and in text. And the audio took a long, long time, if you recall. That's the one where Audible 
sent me an email and said, you know, these are unacceptable delays that we've had in putting this out there. And uh, at least it's out there now and, and you can buy it if you want to. I know there are a couple of little problems with it, errors. And I did talk to Audible about it and they explained to me how I can fix them. It just seemed like a lot of work, but it might be worth it for me to maybe when I go to the cabin or if I was at a hotel room or, or something where I'm stuck uh, and I, I can spend an hour and a half or whatever just reformatting files and, and putting them all in a zip file so I can send to Audible. It might be worth it. Well, you know, uh, as far as Sidekick to Miracles goes, I would like to put that out there, but I'm not going to. Instead, I'm going to put out a Sidekick's Errand in 2021. And then at some point I need to write Sins of a Sidekick, which is the story that takes place immediately before Sidekick to Miracles. I could put out Sidekick to Miracles anyway, because it doesn't matter. It only has like one or two references to the story that takes place before. I just, I, I guess I used that as an excuse not to. Number six, finish Podcatcher short story. So that was one where I had only ever written it at the cabin. That's where I got the idea for it. And so I told myself, I will only write it at the cabin, which just gave me, you know, an easy out because I knew it would be seven, eight months before I would get to go to the cabin again. But I was aware of this goal. And when I got back to the cabin, I, I think it was, it wasn't until August or so that I sat down to finish Podcatcher, but I did. And I actually sat down this week and started recording that story. And it turned out to be much, much longer than I thought that it would be. I think I got about an hour and 20 minutes into the story and thought, wow, I'm, I'm only, I'm not even a third of the way through this. Woo. So you will hear that in 2021. But as soon as I get a cover, I'll put it out there and you can just buy the text if, if you like the text. Uh, number seven, do both The Empire Strikes Back and Death Star Day episodes of Delusions of Grandeur. So The Empire Strikes Back episode was when I, it was actually two episodes, I sat down and I read the entire first draft, revised first draft, screenplay by Lee Brackett for Star Wars sequel, and then Marshall and I talked about it. That's out there. And then, yeah, Death Star Day was, you know, bring your daughter to work. It was a sketch that I wrote for Delusions, and uh, they're both out there. They're good stuff. Number eight, publish either My Friend of Misery or an audio version of A Lovely Singing Voice. You know what? I did both of those. My Friend of Misery, the audiobook, is all edited, but I've got beta listeners and... One of the beta listeners got back to me and he had found three or four errors, including one of the chapters that was wrong. Like two of the chapters were the same or, or something like that. And what had happened was I had a very, very long chapter and I decided after it was edited to split it into two chapters just so it would be more um, manageable. But I still had the recording when it was one Anyway, that's fixed now. Uh, as soon as I get, as soon as I hear back from the other uh, listener, I will go ahead and publish that on Audible and we'll see if they accept it. 
right out of the gate. It seems unlikely with my track record in 2020, but that's out there. Audio version of A Lovely Singing Voice is recorded and is edited. And I will put that in an upcoming audio collection. In fact, that will be one of the goals for 2021. And the story is long enough that I guess I could put it out there as its own thing on Audible, you know, you just, but in my experience, people don't want to spend a whole credit on a 90 minute or two hour audiobook when you can get. Much bigger books by other authors. Number nine, uh, Do Till Death Do Us Meet episode with Marshall Latham. And that was a story that he wrote in the Dead and Breakfast series. And I can't believe that it's been a whole year, but it has been. And uh, we did do that as part of an episode of the Journey Into podcast. And uh, that is available. Number 10, Put Out Christmas Story Collection. Uh, I didn't do that. I was aware of it as the year went by, uh, especially once the holidays came. I kept thinking about it, but it was just going to be too much work. Uh, a couple of them had run on the Doonstief, but they were in full cast. So I needed to sit down and redo them all. But then you have to edit them. I have enough Christmas stories that I could do two volumes. And so I figured uh, it's easier if I just say, okay, these are the ones that I already have in audio. These are the ones that I have recorded in anticipation of this. That's all I'm going to put in them. And then the next one can have like Silent Night of the Living Dead and Naughty or Nice. There were a couple I am on the fence about sharing. I don't know. So that was a no, sorry. Number 11, put out audio collection for. I didn't do that. And when I opened the file in December to look at it to see how close it was, it said copyright 2019 on it. It had been that long since I had opened that file and I have enough audio to do a collection number four and a collection number five. And so I have been sorting stories that are done into two folders. And um, volume five is where uh, Lovely Singing Voice is going to show up. And that's the one where I was going to have Big Anklevich write the introduction. But I feel like what I need to do is get the collection together and then send it to him. And then he can write the, the introduction based on what stories are in it and, you know, any feelings that he happens to have about the stories or about me. I've not done this before where I've asked somebody to write an introduction. It was an idea I had in 2019 or 2018, and he said he would do it. Uh, and when I mentioned it to him in December, he had no memory of that, but he still said he would do it. So another no. Last question. Put out two new Dead and Breakfast stories. In 2020, I put out The Old Man and Me, Fatherless Child, and Three-Time Visitor. Those are all out there if you'd like to buy them. They're only available in text form. Old Man and Me has been recorded and produced on the Rish Outcast, but only for Patreon supporters. Oh, so next one is Never Let Him Go. I did sit down and do an episode for it, and it's mostly edited. But it doesn't matter. Those stories are going to go in an audio collection. And it's hard for me to decide how many stories should be in it 
and whether the very first story, True Ghost Encounter, should be part of it or not. Chronologically, True Ghost Encounter should be in a second volume, which all takes place the next year after Night Clerk and Touching the Other Side and Fatherless Child, Three-Time Visitor, Never Let Him Go, Last Friday in December, Sucker for Mystery, Meet the New Clerk, Same as the Old Clerk, The New Model. I did fine. I did fine with that. I put out a lot of those. Of course, I can always do better. Always. But, ah, well. Yeah, so, I mean, if we have to look at the numbers, I accomplished seven of the 12. But I managed to get so much writing done, so many stories, starting with Three Time Visitor and Fisher in Florence, Comics Trip, Troubled Child, Winter Break, the Pizza Place story, That's the Spirit, Podcatcher Hatchling, Underdecorated, Message to My Girl, I forgot that I had written that, The New Model, Two-Month Retreat, Bundling Made Easy, I wrote Made Just for You. It was really, really good for productivity. And uh, that's good for you, too, if you enjoy my stories. That means that there's ammo in the gun. And now we have to look at the new year. So... Uh, Hit it, Simple Minds. I chose 15. 15 goals for 2021. I had 12 last year, and 15 sounds fine for this year. Uh, I'm just going to go down the list and say a little bit on each one, and I hope that it means something for you. It's good to set goals. It's good to, to reach It's good to look around and say, okay, this is where I am and this is where I'd like to be and maybe I can stretch. Maybe I can push myself. Nobody achieves all of their goals. I shouldn't say that. I'm sure there are people that do. I'm just not one of them. I'm going to uh, start with number one here. Number one. Go on one hike a month. So I think it was February, but it might have been the beginning of March. Uh, There was a lot of talk that we were going to go on lockdown and that you weren't supposed to associate with people. Or There was this fear of spreading the virus, and I decided to drive up to the canyon and go on a little hike. And other people were there too, but... I enjoyed it. I I really liked going there. The second time that I went, now this would have been March, I found a little hiking trail and I went on it and nobody else was on it. Uh, I was alone. It was a weekday. It was like a Wednesday afternoon in March and I was completely alone. I did a couple of songs. I did the Ground Control to Major Tom, uh, Space Oddity, And then at the very top, I did the Ice House song, Electric Blue. And the funny thing is, and I've said this in my blog, but if you don't read my blog, you probably don't know this. I kept trying to go there again because there was this really wonderful cliff, essentially, where I set up my camera and I did a song and I thought, oh, this is I'll come here every time. And I could never find it again. I could never find that hiking trail. I probably went that same uh, part of the canyon four other times 
throughout the spring and the summer, and I never could find it. But I, yeah, I went all over. I did lots of things. Most of the time it was alone. There were two times that I went on hikes with other people. And I don't know, it was exhilarating. And it was an opportunity for soul searching. And it was exercise. And I thought, okay, I'll do that again in 2021. And if I go on 12 hikes, I guess that comes to 12, one a month. But my goal was ultimately to go once a month, like once in January, you know, just so I could keep doing it. Exercise is probably super healthy. I I don't know. I don't need to elaborate more than that. I, I like taking pictures. Uh, doing the songs had been fun, although without fail, every time when I would go on location, I I would forget the lyrics. I did Round Here by Counting Crows. It was the very first one that I thought I think I did, and I couldn't remember the words, even though I used to know them backward and forward. I, yeah, sorry, it's just a, it's a, it's a mental thing. Boy, am I really going to go this in-depth on each one? I hope not. Alive and kicking. Stay, tell your love is... Number two. Finally write the Bosk PD sketch. So years ago, Marshall Latham and I talked about doing a like a promo for a fake TV show that was about Bosk. Bouncing houses. We don't need that scum. Yes, sir. And Marshall had this idea that it would be like Shaft, you know, like a black exploitation thing, you know. Who's the Trandoshan bounty hunter who's a sex machine with every Twi'lek? But I liked the idea of it doing like a Philip Marlowe thing, like a, like a Mickey Spillane, you know, a, a film noir Bosque private detective thing where he's the narrator and, you know, like a femme fatale comes into the office and stuff like that. I just thought that that would be fun. And I got a little fedora that I, I must have gone with a wrestling figure or something. I don't have the figure that came with just the hat. And I put it on my action figure of Bosk and took a picture of it and made it black and white. Had Gino superimpose him in front of like a, a, a street scene from the 1950s. And yeah, I just had that idea of doing Bosk PD. And Marshall mentioned it recently. And so, I, okay, that's one of my goals for 2021 is I've got to write that. And that should be fun. <laughs> Stay till your love is, love is alive and kicking. Three, collaborate on a story with Big Anklevich. Now, this is not entirely in my control. If Big doesn't want to do it or if he's too busy or a third thing, it won't happen. But we have collaborated a couple of times before. We did Spirit of Christmas. Uh, we did... Last contact, I think, most successfully. And I keep bugging him about, hey, let's try and do that again. One of those things where we just trade off the writing each day and uh, maybe we'll do it. Well, I, I guess I said maybe, but it's one of my goals, so why not? Now it's all or nothing, Number four, put out the Christmas collection I was supposed to put out in 2020. 
I knew I had this as a goal for 2020, and yet I didn't start working on it until like the last week of November, first week of December. And I knew that I couldn't make it a priority until I had gotten all the Dune Steve episodes edited. And so once that was done, which was like the 19th of December or something like that, I knew, okay, I have the rest of the month I can do this. And I, I only had like two of the Christmas stories recorded in high quality audio. Now, you know, the stories that we've run on the Dune Steve, unless I have the original recording as a wave file, they tend to degrade their MP3s, their low quality. And so I knew I'd have to re-record some of those. And I did. I recorded, I think, three of them at the end of the year. But, you know, you still have to edit them. And then I still have to publish a text version, even though these are audio collections. I have to publish it on Amazon, then through Audible, claim the file on Amazon as mine and say, I'd like to produce this in audio. And then they give you the option of getting somebody to do the audio for you or you produce it yourself. And, and I would do that. But it's just, if I had had another week in December, no, you know what, even with another week, I wouldn't have managed it. But I can manage it in 2021. And I'm going as far as to split it in two, to have two audio collections, uh, Christmas audio collections. So it would be easy. Because I, I looked at my list of, of stories and I don't have them organized by like Christmas or anything like that. I just had to look at the list and say, oh yeah, this one, this one was Christmas. Oh, what, what is this? There were a couple that I wrote for Christmas parties, for family Christmas parties. And I thought, well, I can have those be like little bonus ones and stuff like that. And I'll still do that. But it's a matter of time. Everything is a matter of time, isn't it? I think we all would like to do a ton of things, but you can't. You have to pick and choose what you're going to do. And me, I like to sit around and waste time on the internet. So there you go. Number five. Put out audio collection I was supposed to put out in 2019. So I still have an old email from Gino saying, I, I found this image of a gargoyle and I thought that it would make for a good cover for one of your audio collections. And I said, oh yeah, that sounds interesting. And, and so he sent me a mock-up and it was Office Visit and Other Stories, the audio fiction of Rish Outfield, volume four. And I had forgotten that we had called it Office Visit because when I put out Who Can It Be Now in 2020, I thought, okay, that, that's, that's a good title for the fourth collection. Uh, and so I had to ask Gino if he'll do, if he'll change the cover so that it says Who Can It Be Now. But I, I have looked through that the same as with the Christmas collection. I left it till the very end of the year. Uh, this one should have been easier. This one I should have done already because I already have all of these stories in audio and then some. As I was putting it together, and this was in 2019, kids, as I was putting together the list and the order of the stories and, oh, I've got some bonus stories that I can stick on here that are only available in the collection. 
it was more than enough. It was enough that I split off into a fifth collection. And that one I could probably put out in 2021 as well. But my goal is just to put out the fourth collection. If I'm fast with it, yeah, then I could put out a fifth collection at the end of the year. I don't know how well these sell, but if they sell one copy that's more money than I've got right now, you understand. Uh, one little postscript on that. I sat down just this week and I recorded a story called Bad Trip that I wrote in 2018, 2017, somewhere around there. I thought it would be just a blast to share it on The Outcast because in my head it was the funniest story I'd ever written. But when I was recording it this week, it wasn't funny at all. There was one part where I laughed and had to do the line over again in the whole story. And that made me very sad because I thought, you know what, I'm not making a whole episode of The Rish Outcast for this. But then I thought, well, I'll edit that and I'll put that in one of these collections because I've already sat down and recorded it. And, uh, you know, it won't go to waste. I, I do like that about the audio collections is that they all have something that you can't get anywhere else. Usually some flash pieces. In this case, you know, like a, a short story that you can't get anywhere else. You lead me on till the feelings come and the lights that shine on. Number six, go to the salt flats, the Bonneville salt flats in central, northern Utah. So this was something that I had planned on doing that we did a family trip. Well, my sister's family and me, we all got in her vehicle and we drove out to the Great Salt Lake. Because I had heard stories about this. Like my mom had swam in the Great Salt Lake in like 1968 or something like that. And my dad, I guess, had as a kid and he talked about how you couldn't sink. And I know that it's been desalinated uh, considerably since then. You can sink. But I thought it would be just super fun to go to the Great Salt Lake and see that. And then to the Bonneville Salt Flats, which my assumption was were right there next to the Great Salt Lake. And, and, and they are as the crow flies, but I think there's like a 40, mile, a 40 minute difference. Maybe it's miles. Uh, Big Anklevich said he had gone there a couple of times when he's driving to Sacramento. And I really wanted to go. And we went as a family trip and we went to the Great Salt Lake first. And that was really fun, except for the smell. Then it started to rain. And it was really raining and I got outvoted. I said, I, you know, I, I still want to see the salt flats. But because it was raining and we had little kids with us, yeah, it was, it was not in the cards. And so we ended up turning around and driving all the way back uh, in the rain. The salt flats are kind of this mythical, uh, sacred place with me. I, I just, I, I have seen them. I have driven that exact same road that Big is talking about going to Nevada, yet I've never stopped and gotten out and gone there. And uh, there was a photo shoot there this summer and I saw the pictures of it and I was like, I have to go there. And I talked to my uncle about it. My uncle Len, he lives in Las Vegas, but he had been coming. He had, he had bought a place. He had divorced his wife she had divorced him. 
And then he bought a, a place here in town where I live, but he kept going back to Vegas and he started to rekindle the relationship with his wife. You know, he made it clear to her that, you know, I've seen other women and some of them are interested in me, but I'm not interested in any of them. I'm interested in you. So they rekindled their romance and he ended up moving back to Vegas and selling the place here. I think he had had it for like eight months, but he had spent so little time there. We had moved him in and then boom, it was time to move him out. But he had had this idea of, I want to go see the Salt Flats with you. I've never been. So that was part of why I didn't go in 2020. I mean, I could have just gone by myself. I could have just driven all the way up there by myself, alone. But I didn't want to be alone. You understand? I, part of it is in my mind, and I, I know what it looks like from the freeway. It looks like a vast desert of white. But instead of sand, it is salt. And that seems like it would be really neat to walk around and like take pictures and stuff. But I would rather walk around and take pictures with somebody else who can take pictures of me and I can take pictures of them and we can go, oh my gosh, this is great. Or this is not as great, et cetera, et cetera. I hope you understand. Most of these hikes that I've gone on that I described to you were by myself. And that's neat. And there's majesty and all that stuff. But I'm aware the whole time that it's lonely, that I am alone, and that and the, the one time when I slipped and slid down the side of a hill, it wasn't a mountain that I slid down, but it could have been, I could have gotten hurt, and nobody knew that I was there. Nobody could have helped me. It's always better to have somebody else with you, right? So that's a goal for 2021, and I, I, it's doable. Even if I have to do it myself, if I have to take, you know, a six-hour trip and just that's me. I'm going by myself. Finish Only Have Eyes For You. Now, Only Have Eyes For You is the novel-length story in the Dead and Breakfast series. And I started it in the summer, and I was just shocked that I could keep writing and keep writing and keep writing. It just got longer and longer until... It was getting to be novel length, and I thought, oh no, because I never consider myself to be a novelist. I'm a short story writer, and some of the short stories that I write are long, but I don't think anybody would say that the stories that I write are novels, uh, except for the Hugos on a couple of them. But even then, like the very first quote-unquote novel that, that I ever wrote, Into the Furnace, I really could have bulked it up if it were a real novel you know, and add subplots and add detail and just, you know, fatten it. But I didn't, and I don't have plans to fatten it. Only Have Eyes For You just got away from me, and there was too much to it, and so I abandoned it. And that is sad, because if you look at it, like the 35,000 words or whatever that I've gotten written on it already, we're at like the 87, 88% done point of the story. And just this week, that has been the, the project I've been working on when I write. Now, I haven't written a lot. I've written about 3,000 words on it in this week. But I'm now at like 92, 93%. So this will probably be the first of these goals that I achieve. But I have to finish it. I have to reach the end. Let's do it together. 
Next goal, number eight, publish Hatchling. Hatchling is a story that I wrote at the end of the summer, and it's fairly lengthy as well. I mean, I'd say it's a novella. I don't know the length. I've, I have looked it up, but these things, when I sit down and record them, they always expand. There's always a little part where I was like, oh, I could clear that up, or oh, here's a line that would be funny. Let me put that in there. Oh, this needs more detail. But Hatchling is a story that I wrote about a teenage boy who moves into a new town. This is in Arizona. And there's a girl that lives next door and the two of them get to know each other and they go for a hike and they discover an egg, an unusual egg, and they bring it back to his house and they sort of, uh, you know, nurture it or whatever uh, to hatch. And the story is much more about their relationship, about first love, you know, kind of thing, a teenage boyfriend and girlfriend thing. But it's got this idea, uh, the greater idea, I guess, of, of, of an animal uh, together. So, so it's still a genre story, but we'll see. And that's a story that I completed. I wrote all the way through. And as I was putting together the file, I think it was that purpose to see uh, how long it was. I realized that there was no scene where the main character met the father of the girl next door. And, and so I sat down and I wrote this scene then, just a day later or two days later, I discovered in my email that I had already written that scene and uh, just hadn't incorporated it into the story as a whole. So that will be a headache when I have to format the whole thing and record the whole thing. But it's a headache that I'm looking forward to. I love sitting down and recording these stories. I really like writing, but doing the performance is the best part of my creative process. And then the worst part, as you know, is the editing of the audio and then the cover art. But Hatchling, I, I, I think I, it's doable. Once I sit down and I start doing the recording, I'll either ask Gino to help me do a cover. I've already got it in my head. Or I just steal a picture at this point. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm so over the cover art. Number nine. Publish, underdecorated, and podcatcher, and a sidekick's errand. So that could be three right there. That could be nine, ten, and eleven. Uh, but I put it all as one goal, as because I'm a dumbass. Underdecorated is a story I've talked about on my podcast before. It's a fun Halloween story. Uh, maybe I'll make that a uh, sub-goal to present that as my Halloween story in 2021, in which case I have 10 months. Podcatcher was a story that I started in 2019, only wrote at the cabin, that was a rule, so I wasn't able to finish it until I started going to the cabin again in 2020, but it is done, and Podcatcher is much closer to being published than the other ones because I, I have started recording it. And uh, I only recorded the first quarter of it. You know, it's in four sections, like chapters or whatever. Uh, and I, I'm not gone back to it, but I will. Oh, the next one is Sidekick's Errand. Never mind. That one is completely recorded. That one is done. That one should be able to come out soon. In fact, I could publish that today if I had a cover. Yeah, I think those, th those three are absolutely doable. Look for them in 2021 and bug me if... 
you aren't seeing anything. Number 10. Na, 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 na. Record, know when to walk away with big. So know when to walk away, know when to run was a story that I wrote in, let's say, 2011, something like that. It was a story that I wrote at a casino. We had gone to Nevada to gamble and I had lost all my money early, early on. Now I had less. I had brought $40 or $60 or $80 or something like that. And it was all gone. And while everybody else kept gambling, I went back to the hotel room and I wrote this story. I came up with this story and I ran it on the Rich Outcast or on the podcast that dares not speak its name. And I never felt like it worked as well as I wanted it to work. And so in 2020, I sat down and I I looked through it again and I thought, okay, I'm going to do another draft of this, even though it's already out there, but I'm going to give a little bit more detail and develop the best friend character a little bit more. And then Big Anklevich and I will sit down and we will record a new version for the Doonstief. But what we'll do is we'll do it on video. And Big volunteered. He says, I'll edit it. All you have to do is record your half and send it to me and I'll intercut the two of them and and it'll be great. And we'll put it on YouTube. And we never did it. And that's bothered me because I feel like the whole reason I revised it was so that we could do it that way. And so that's one of my goals for 2021 is to do that. And Big told me just this week, hey, do you remember that story? Know when to walk away, know when to run. And I said, yeah, I wrote it. And he said, that should be the last story that we run on the Doonstief. And I said, why? And he said, well, because we're knowing when to walk away. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's kind of neat. And he said, let's get on that. And that can be our last episode. I didn't realize that's what he was building toward, but... He, he was pretty convincing on that. And so that's two goals, really. Sounds like a goal for big as well. So there you go. Number 11, put out two Tales of eBay Horror episodes. Oh no, why would I cite that as a, as a goal? Oh, I wanna cross that one out. Dude, the, the Tales of eBay Horror, it was something that I really enjoyed doing, but just like I've said about the, doing audiobooks the editing is a bear I, I i dislike audio editing a lot but i hate video editing i just don't like to see my face i don't like that so i had these two tales of ebay horrors that were recorded and i never put out and one of them i lost the audio to uh, i was doing it in a snowstorm and the sound that the camera recorded was unusable because it was just kind of crap. And then the other one was, I, I did it in the basement in semi-darkness and uh, I didn't put it out because it was supposed to follow the one in the snowstorm. But then recently I found the audio to the the first one, the snowstorm one. And so all I have to do is just lay it out there, lay the audio under it and do a couple of edits. Uh, if it weren't such a painstaking ugly process, I'd still be doing Tales of eBay Horror. I keep a file. Every time I get an email from somebody that's like, you fucker, I hope you burn in hell, you douche. Oh, hey, 080T, can you bleep the profanity there? I will save that email because to me, it's like fodder for a a Tales of eBay Horror, Uh, but I don't do them. Maybe in 2021, I'll start doing them again. Number 12, finally finish 
balms and sears. I believe this was another holdover from 2020, one of the goals that I set and I didn't achieve. It's no further along than it was a year ago when I recorded the 2020 episode, but it's about a boy who has the ability to heal and it gets him in trouble because his healing ability has made him super empathetic and he can't keep his nose out of other people's business. And if he sees an uh, opportunity to help somebody, he takes it. And he and his grandfather have gone to a new town because they've had to flee because word got out that there were miracles occurring in this community where they lived. And the boy finds out that it's a family gift, that people in the family have this gift. But there are balms, which is what he is, and then there are seers, S-E-A-R-S, and they have the opposite ability, members of the family who can harm others with their mind. And anyway, along the point of the story is he, he encounters somebody else. Well, somebody else. His uncle tracks him down to this town, and his uncle is a seer, as powerful a seer as the boy is a balm, as Alec is a balm. And at this point, Alec, I think, is 16 or 17. It was a story that I was really, I believed in it, and I knew where it was going, and I couldn't wait to get to the end because I had set up a whopper of a reveal at the end of the story. And I had this idea of what would happen if you found out that everything that you had been told was not the truth. And maybe people that you thought were good are bad and people that you thought were bad are good. I, I really wanted to write that and I never got to that point, but I could. And I, I, I will, that's t number 12. I've got to finally finish that. I can do it. Number 13. Put out the Lost That Gets My Goat Thanos episode. So in 2019, it would have been March or April or so, I got together with Big Anklevich and Marshall Latham. Your Marshall wears Mandalorian armor. And we did an episode about the Avengers, specifically about the Avengers Infinity War and what we thought of that and how uh, bold it was for a big studio blockbuster to just end in the way that it did and what we were looking forward to in the next Avengers. And then I lost my audio for that. And it was on the exact same SD card that the audio for that uh, Snowstorm Tales of eBay Horror was. But then, yeah, at the very end of 2020, I found that card. And so suddenly I had the audio and I still had Big and Marshall's audio. And so that's one of my goals to sit down and edit it and put it out there. And I realized that it's going to be very dated and who's going to want to listen to us talk about a movie that's two years old or three years old. But I'm still going to put it out because it's one of my resolutions. And why not? You know, I'm sure that we had interesting things to say there. I don't know. Anyhow, uh, let's, let's alive and kick this thing on. Uh, number 14, continue to exercise. Why not? Uh, so basically, I have been writing every single day since February 1st. And since about June 1st, I've been exercising every single day. It started with sit-ups, then it became sit-ups and push-ups. But uh, there's also been running. And there will be more of that today. It's just part of the routine. 
And it, it has definitely helped me with my attitude. It feels good to exercise. And then also, uh, just as far as health goes, it's been really good because I sleep less since I started exercising, but I am not tired as much. And I think that that's neat. That, that alone is, is reason to do it. I had, I had considered putting a, a storage unit serenade. I was going to do a storage unit serenade where I play the guitar and accompany myself. Because my nephew was taking a guitar class at school and he had borrowed a guitar. You know, they, they assigned him one or whatever. And uh, he, I would hear him practicing and I would think, oh, I want to try that. And I would do what he did. And so I thought, okay, with practice, I should be able to memorize some chords and do a song. And I'll set that as a goal in 2021. But then my nephew decided that he hated the guitar and he didn't want to practice it anymore. It's the end of the semester, the start of a new one, and he's decided not to take guitar in the second semester. He's going to do some other class. And so we won't have access to a guitar. And I just, I never got good enough to do anything. I did try though. I thought it would be fun to, you know, I heard a couple of songs that sounded like they had easy guitar parts that are like really repetitious. You know, the, the Ramones were famous for, you know, only knowing a couple of chords. And, uh, and I thought that I could do that, but without a guitar and without the motivation, that's not one of my goals. Sorry. Uh, that was a tangent. The last one, uh, number 15 for the goal of 2021 is maintain a positive outlook on life. Now, see, that's hard. I tend to uh, get down sometimes and I don't even feel like it's always explainable why I'm down. I, I'm one of those people where the weather can bring them down like a cloudy day can make me sad uh, just hearing a song, talking to a certain person or not talking to them. Just the recognition that I'm not where I should be in life. And how many of us are where they should be in life? I, I know that you would have to be very, very lucky or very successful or work very, very hard to be where you should be in life. And maybe those people that are super ambitious and work really, really hard still feel like they're not there. Just the other day, one of the people that's the biggest influences on me, somebody that always has a positive attitude and works really, really hard, I found out that they have a second job. That They've started a second job and yet they felt like they weren't doing enough. I guess it was a hard day or something like that. And it just put into perspective that, you know, everybody feels down sometimes. Everybody falls short sometimes. Uh, all men lose heart. All men betray. I don't want to lose heart. I want to believe like Wallace believes. Me compared to her, I am just the laziest, fattest, most worthless slob imaginable. But I can't compare myself to her. Or I can't compare myself to somebody who's super successful. I can only, I'm competing with myself. And that's an attitude that's hard to keep in your head. You know, there are so many things that you can't control. Like I was talking about the weather or a cloudy day or a song that you hear on the radio or just 
you, you, you know, the chemical makeup of your brain, there are going to be days that you are less cheerful than others. I'll see a, a sunset. And instead of focusing on how beautiful the sunset is and how great the light is, wow, look at that. I focus on the fact that I'm seeing it by myself, that there's no one to share that with. It's one of the reasons I started taking the pictures so much is I just want to remember uh, and I want to you know, be able to look at them and say, wow, that, look how beautiful that was. I'm glad that I have this way of remembering it. There have been times in this last year where I was despairing and really unhappy. And yesterday, I, I wasn't really unhappy, but I was faced with that. I was struggling with it. And I wrote, I sat down and I wrote and I tried to put a little bit of how I felt into what I was writing and it helped. It made me feel better. I mean, part of it is really schizophrenic and super unhealthy feeling that these characters that I had made up feel the same thing that I'm feeling, that I'm not alone. But you know, whatever gets you through it, whatever can help you to keep your head above water, I'm not going to criticize. So I do feel like you can choose to take the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune that life throws at you in a way that grinds you down or in a way that makes you stronger. And I am resolving as my last goal of 21 to let it make me stronger, to focus on the positive to force myself to see the glasses half full when I can. And I'll let you know how that goes in a year. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Thank you for the kind things that you've said in the comments over the years, for the money that you've sent me to encourage me to keep going. It is appreciated. I hope that you have a really good 2021. No matter how bad your 2020 was, here's hoping that it is a better one. Uh, I stumbled across a quote that I loved, that I saw somebody post on Facebook and then I saw somebody else post on Twitter. It's Neil Gaiman, and he said, May your coming year be filled with magic and dreams, and good madness. I hope you read some fine books and kiss someone who thinks you're wonderful. And don't forget to make some art. Write, or draw, or build, or sing, or live as only you can. And I hope somewhere in the next year you surprise yourself. Alive and kicking. Happy New Year. Good night. Watch this. Creative Commons license. Is that still a thing? Is podcasting still a thing? Are you still a thing? Touche, little pillock.
British Outcast is presented under a Creative Commons non-commercial no derivatives license. It is free to download, listen to and share, but is not to be altered, sold or made claims upon, except by the poor daft original creator sitting alone on his bed holding his knees with his arms like a sodding fetus. <laughs> I've always found the word fetus amusing, especially when spelled correctly. F-E-T-U-S? No, you Philistine. F-O-E-T-U-S. That's just gross, fake Sean. By the way, there is a Patreon support account attached to this show where you can pledge as little as a dollar an episode to keep it going. You'll get bonus episodes, videos, and the occasional song by fake Sean Connery. Well, why, there alone is reason enough to support it. On behalf of phony Scotsmen everywhere, I thank you for listening.